You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to a new episode of Delirious Nomads, brought to you by Blacklight Media Records, a weekly podcast hosted by yours truly, celebrity chef Chris Santos, I hate calling myself that, and underground metal connoisseur Matt Bacon, who loves being called that. This is your new favorite podcast for all things heavy metal, as well as breakdowns of your favorite combat sports and riffing on some food talk every week with very special guests from across the globe. Hello and welcome to the Delirious Nomads podcast. I'm Matt Bacon. Chris isn't here this week, but we do have my very good friend, Ben Voss of Circular Wave Records. How are you, Ben? Hi, Matt. Uh, I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm warm, which is important. Very good. Talk to me. So Circular Wave starting to have an impact in uh, Germany, but for American audiences, what's the story behind the label? The story behind the label is Matthias and I we come from the major label background, so we used to work for Sony Music um, back in the days. And as we both share a passion for rock metal alternative music, and uh, of course, like the bigger labels are more into the mainstream area, which uh, was at this time and still is all hip hop, rap, urban music, especially, we thought about why not founding an own label and uh, making it a new home for these kind of bands, because we had the feeling that this kind of music is emerging as well, um, again. And um, yeah, we wanted to be a good alternative home when you mostly have the same one since a couple of years. And so it's been going for a few years now. I mean, we started in April 2021, yeah, which was in the middle of the pandemic, not the easiest time to start a new label, I would say. Um, but uh, it also gave us time to really set it up. I mean, the, the industry got slowed down. Um, I mean, the whole world got slowed down and we had the time to really prepare and build up um, for the time to come when now everything, you know, goes back to normal and everything got speed up, uh, gets speed up again. The last one and a half years we, bound, we, we, we built the foundation had our first signings, had our first record release, physical as well, built um, a DTC store, which is uh, worldwide, found partners, that's where we're at now. So talk to me about this for a minute. When you talk about being an alternative to sort of major labels uh, in terms of like as, as a home for bands, where do you see, what do you see the mistakes of major labels and bigger sort of metal, metalcore labels in general as being? Well, I wouldn't say, I mean, I see the mistakes, um, but what I do see is the lack of 
building processes or de uh, artist development. So normally you would take a band that is already at a at, at a certain level uh, when it comes to physical sales or streaming numbers or whatever social media numbers. So um, we are kind of trained in the music industry to just look at the numbers and not um, into the talent anymore. Because I mean, our newest signing has like a couple of hundreds um, Spotify uh, follower or not? Yeah, follower and and monthly listeners. But does he has talent? Have talent? Yes. Um, do you need to find him? Yes. So there's a lot of talent out there, but I think that labels are not really going to talent anymore, which is on an economical side is understandable. But if you don't build up talent, there is no new big bands or you have to pay a lot to, you know, buy them into your label. So how do you personally go about finding bands? I always think this is interesting when I talk to other people who do A&R. Like, how do you discover artists? I mean, you know, searching the platforms, one of the things. But then, of course, you have your own network that you built during the, the couple of years. And I think I built a, a good uh, international network where you are in touch with several people all the time. And um, I do understand that Circular Wave just started. So, you know, talks about, like, taking on bigger acts is a bit difficult at the moment because you need sure. to you know have your proof of concept first um so that's why we're working with newcomers especially trying to break them so you know you have this kind of proof of concept basically i just recently found a band through tiktok actually um it's social media channels i just check out spotify playlists check out you know what i like and um and then it's network being active with your ears and, and eyes. I like that analogy, being active with your ears and eyes, yeah. Because I think it's interesting, this idea of, like, you talk about, I want, I want to kind of boil this down, because you talk about looking for talent, because I have a slightly different approach, but when you talk about looking for talent, what does looking for talent mean to you? Like, what, can you define talent? Like, is that based on songwriting? Is that based on their social media? Uh, is it what? How do you perceive that? Uh, for me, it's especially based on you know your own vision that you create for yourself. So if you know yourself, and if you know what kind of music you want to create, and if uh, you know the music that you create yourself is already at at a high level in terms of songwriting or pre-production, whatever, um, then it's kind of easier to find people who want to you know take on that what you created already and make it bigger so for me it's mostly seeing what is inside the artist and 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 if you're ready to kind of conquer the world if you're ready to be active um ready to work a lot to you know make 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 your dream come true basically no and i think that's uh I think that's a fair analysis of the situation because I do think I feel like that's the big struggle of A&R, right? Is like sometimes you sign a band and that band is super cool the whole time you're talking and then it comes time to actually work and they're like, well, we can't take time off our jobs. And then you look like an idiot. Yeah, it's a difficult thing to talk about because, you know, there is talent that look like talent but in the end it's just people who are um after the next biggest deal for example or there's people who are complaining all the time 
because they have a second job or whatever. Um, though they have the talent to really do something, but they don't want to put in the work and so on. So artists and repertoire management and, and finding acts that are wor worth working with, especially like how I see it, is a wide field. A&R is interesting because it's it's simultaneously being a music nerd as well as being able to read people as well as being able to do like to come up with effective deals that make sense for all parties. Yeah, I'm I'm totally into like the the, the deal model. It needs to make sense. It need, you know, you need to earn money as a label. The band needs to earn money as a band, and of course, the numbers needs to be high to earn the money because it's getting you know it's getting even worse to to make some money uh, just for uh, just out of record sales or streams. There's so much music out there, but what I think is that you will always go for the low hanging fruit, right? So you see a band emerging and they 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 maybe have like a couple of thousand streams or maybe a couple of hundred thousand streams, but you will see them live and they play in front of 50 people. So there's not a real conversion rate because either you yeah. make it in the digital world and then you don't have the real fan connection or you have the real fan connection but it's it it goes too slow, so a label would just um, try to um, sign you, or doesn't even give you the chance because they say like, okay, you have, don't have the numbers, but you have the talent. So I think it's uh, either way, every label does what is best for 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 you know the philosophy or the the economical side. For us and for me, it's more like finding the USP. I mean, finding talent that it's not really comparable. I mean, there's so many bands out there who, who sound like this, you know, this it's, it's very similar. Um, but I try to find the band that has this kind of like unique voice or unique kind of way to express himself, herself, themselves. And um, it's just my point of view. So, uh, other people would say like, ah, oh, you know, they, they also sound the same, but um, yeah, I signed for my label, so I have the same. That's, I think, a smart way to kind of look at it. And so on that note, you're talking about breaking an artist, right? What goes into sort of taking an artist from, you know, not just getting the streams, which we've talked about, but getting the people to show up? How do you break an artist so that they become a cultural moment, right? Because you've done that before at Sony, what are those steps to kind of turn a band from just a band into like a cultural thing the way you did with Amon Amarth? Well, I mean, I, I don't think I did it with Amon Amarth. Sure. You know, this, this, is, this, this was already a huge act uh, when I came on board. And um, what I did was just like, you know, probably spending a bit more money and, and, and having some ideas here and there and, you know, having building up a team, working with a good team. That that was having creative ideas and 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 make what is big even bigger um, and creating more attention. But like if if you're talking for a newcomer, I think the steps are you have to be amazed about the artist, right? So first you 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 meet the artist and you 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 see that the artist really wants to 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 break and really wants to do something. Then it's it's all about the music as well. So this is a this is a combination. And then you see the surrounding, like who is the booking agent, who is the manager? Do they even have those people? And um, who who would you need to find? So you will have an, an an add to the whole system, a good add to the whole system. 
And then it's constant work. For me, I think it's constant work taking the risk and taking good decisions. And even saying even saying no to something is a good decision because like if you get offered a bunch of shitty, you know, gigs or festivals and whatever, it just doesn't bring you anything. Uh, because like there might be people, but maybe the the sound system is not good, for example. So why should you why should you present yourself or present you uh, you as a band with a bad sound? Say no to that, which is a good decision, which is a bad decision business wise because you would not get, play the gig in front of like five hundred people, whatever, or even more. But you would say for you, it's 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 better to not do it because you just want to present your band in the best possible way. And I know bands who did that in, in, in the past. Absolutely. And I've definitely experienced that where like you see a band through no fault of their own, they sound terrible and you just kind of judge them and you write them off. Absolutely. And then, and then, you know, you have the industry people there and, uh, and you, you'd say like, yeah, this is a great gig, 500 people, 1000 people, whatever. And then the gig wasn't good because of the sound and you could do better but that sticks with the people and they will, they will go home for like, yeah, you only get so many shots. Yeah. Well, Eminem would say you only get one shot. I think there's some, a couple more, but you need constant work and you need the right expectation management. This is also what I, what I tell our bands is, you know, don't expect the next single to explode and don't expect to get picked up by BBC or like or the biggest stations and have like, hundred thousands of streams but just expect a bit better than you did before and then again a bit better than you did before and with the constant growth you will reach people and you will get more and more people and then you will be there where you are interested uh, for uh, for example a big major label deal so your focus is more on consistency than anything else yes especially consistency i think consistency is key but i think consistency mixed with talent in so many ways, you know, artist talent plus songwriting, plus, you know, your own skills, a good team makes the way up faster. Yeah. And then it just becomes a question of finding that team. Yeah. I think it's, uh, this is, uh, and, and this is your, this is part of my, my job, you know, like I think we have a good team and I think we're doing a good job so far. So um, I am just another um, piece of the puzzle and then there's another piece of the puzzle and the more people finding um, each other as this kind of team for this particular artist and the more you know professionality value whatever you put into that um, I think the better and the faster will will um, you will reach your goals yeah I want to address that then quick for just a second because I, th I think there's a couple interesting points you just touched on there when we're talking about who you want on your team, how do you determine something like that? You know, because I think you see a lot of people who just sort of bring people in to work with them who, you know, probably aren't actually a fit, but they don't have an idea. They have no conception of who maybe they should be bringing in. So how do you know if someone makes sense to work with? Mm, tricky question, because like in my career, it came naturally. So I met the people somewhere that I ended up working with because you have this kind of connection and trust um, and you share the, the, the same passion for your job in general, for the music industry in general, but then also for this particular project, right? So it's 
um, you know, if you if you if you surround yourself with kind of saturated people, they don't really care. But if you surround yourself with people who also have this kind of, you know, will to succeed and and also the passion, then you know they will do whatever it takes to bring in this kind of value and make the the way to the top faster. So then. Okay, are you ready? Are you ready for the shitty question? <laughs> sure. I agree with you. But what do you do? You know, so you're talking about finding people who are passionate about the project and how that sort of opens doors and that makes sense, right? But what do you do if you're reaching and you know, and obviously you have to pay these people or whatever, but you're essentially trying to find people who who give a shit. Mm-hmm. What do you do when it doesn't feel like anybody gives a shit? Like what do you do when it feels like you're trying to reach out to people and everybody just is like, yeah. Because I feel like, especially like with Bacon's Bits, I feel like I meet a lot of people where that's the sentiment they've gotten. They've tried to build up a, uh, a network or something. Like they've tried to work with people and I don't think they, I think they're looking for that passion. How do you, what do you do when you can't find that in the people around you? I mean, define passion, right? So sure. um, for, for, for some people, passion is just, you know, working with this kind of band style music and be like, yeah, this needs to be big. This needs to succeed. So I'm in. So I'm, I really like it. So I will help the band grow, right? So, for, But for other people, passion is making as much money as you can. This could also be like if a passionate person uh, is like, you know, there's people who are not that much into the music, but they see the value in the band and say like, okay, this will work and I can bring something to the table and make it work. And if you don't find anybody, you have to question yourself. So I have to question myself all the time. Like, am I the right A&R? Is this the right band? Is this the right, whatever, you know, because, um, or it's, it's also again, the expectation management. So if I would expect like a big booking agency um, signing a newcomer because I think it's a great band. It's a great artist. You know, um, I would try it. But if I get rejected or the, the band gets rejected, maybe it was the wrong expectation management because, um, you know, what can the artist or I bring to the table to deserve to work with these big companies? So it's, you know, that's what I, what I said. It's always this kind of tricky. Um, it's always kind of tricky to 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 define this world of, a&R and and signings and 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 stuff because you would always say you found the biggest talent um but there's so many perspectives and there's so many opinions um on the artist side like on the artistry side and then also on the business side sure and i think the more you do it the better you get a feeling for both so you can really like see up front already like is it the right moment to reach out to i don't know metal hammer kirang BBC or big other partners, or is the artist not there yet? So what can I do to make the artist grow before I reach out to the to the big big names? Absolutely, I think that's um, uh, yeah. So like, okay, so just to kind of, and I know I'm kind of like picking apart the science of A and R with you, but I kind of enjoy hearing your per- perspective if that's okay. Sure. So like again, because this is another piece where I think. I don't see people necessarily grasping that, right? Because I agree with you that like for someone to be ready to really be, because so much of this game is that first impression, right? And that first impression being sick, because if I go to Metal Hammer with a band before they're ready, 
they're just gonna like, they're gonna kind of laugh at me and then if i go to them again a year later they're gonna be like ah we checked that band out i don't have time right yeah okay so which is fine it makes sense you know because it's true that very often if you have a bad first impression it's not going to get better so how do you know when a band is ready to go be presented to metal hammer for example like how do you know that like okay we've reached this level and now we can go to metal hammer and not embarrass ourselves and it'll be good well as i'm not reaching out to metal hammer myself i would trust my promoter well i mean or whatever whatever opportunity you know like <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah absolutely no absolutely in general i think put it that way i was i did quite some years in our for a major label and i think whenever some band or magic came and wanted to really sign with us as a label, it's not particularly me, but uh, you know, get signed to a major, there's this kind of need, you know? So sometimes they had talent, and, but you didn't really know, okay, where where is this going? But as soon as you create, if you, if you, if you, if you turn it around, as soon as you create the feeling for your partners that they really have to work with you, so you do everything yourself, and at one point, people come and say like, wow, this is so amazing. It's it's already big. It's such a great talent. Or there's a bus around and so on and so on, you know. Uh, let the people come is the better idea than, you know, trying to make the big deal wherever. I think that's extremely important. I actually, I always try to remind people that like, I'm pretty sure I've never made a signing based off a submission to one of the labels I do A&R for. Or it's been one or two things and maybe I already knew about them. Yeah, I mean, so sometimes things come across, and then it's it's um, you know it's it's also a combination of what you're looking for at the moment, or are you do you have free capacities, or you know it's sure. the first impression thing that you said, like you know if if you didn't know a band before, and and you know somebody sends you something, you'd be like, oh, okay, shit. For example, we have a band. It's called Dina. The, it's a German rock band. A colleague, an industry colleague from our dis distribution partner, you know, sent them sent them to me and uh, said like, "Hey, look, um, it's it's too rock for our, you know, our our other distribution." I mean, that there was like, I think it was uh, I can't remember the name, can't remember the company, but anyways. So uh, he was friends with the band and 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 heard like about our label and uh, yeah, he just uh, thought like just sending it over. I was like, it was nine o'clock in the evening, and I was like finishing my work day and then I got this email and I was like ah nah I'll I, I, I texted him I'll listen to it tomorrow thanks for sending whatever yada yada and then I, wa I was about to to close or to shut down my my laptop um and then I was like ah come on give it a try and the first song kicked and I was like okay that sounds interesting and then second song third song and after the third song i was like wow this sounds really good i want to hear more so i ended up listening to the whole album and this band is a total newcomer they did not even have a stream before this i remember the first the first songs they 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 they're releasing now so you know sometimes this happens as well and i ended up signing them because i was so excited and this is what i think is it's all about you know being excited about the band, the project, and then making other people excited. Uh, and then, you know, even though you will not succeed the first time, and it's all about the conversation about the band so saying, you know, you want to find a booking deal for the band. So you 
you know, you call your friends in the booking agency, like, hey, you know, this is a great project, just just sign them. And they was like, ah, yeah, but you know, they don't have anything there yet. So they just started. I mean, they are they are known musicians, so they are known in the music industry, but um as a band, formed as a band, they did not play no, they played one gig so far. So, you know, and then you can understand because you say, like, hey, I, I understand it's not there yet. So we will just grow them more and then at one point you 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 will find uh you know you you'll find the point of business it'll click yeah no i think that i think that's an accurate analysis of sort of how it's worked in my experience as well and i appreciate you kind of being so open because i feel like i get a lot of questions around stuff like this and you sort of leveling around it is helpful you know uh because i do think like for me, so much of it is just around the power. Like, I think the brand, which you were talking about earlier, is really crucial. But for me, it's also just the power of the songs, because I just feel like if you can show up with good enough music, that can overcome everything else. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and again, if you have good songs, good music, and your band is not ready to put it out because, you know, you have problems within the band or you're not the you're not you know good on stage or whatever, you can have the best music. If you don't have the vision or the, the like the if you're not ready you know or you can be ready and you have like bad songs and th that's also like it's all a combination of so many things and it's so rare to find that combination so rare that everything every every you know puzzle fits together and even if you have that there's always something missing and then you will always dig for that kind of piece of puzzle puzzle Right. That's I think that's our job in the music industry. That's our job in growing artists, finding that, uh, you know, missing piece of the puzzle and then go from there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Is there anything? What do we need to be looking out for from Circular Wave? Just did a signing recently, actually, yesterday. Um, well, the, the artist signed yesterday. It's uh, he's called Half Cut K9 coming from London. Uh, young artist. Very excited about this one. Uh, actually, I'm very excited about like the things to come. We are in, in uh, talks with several artists. Uh, we're growing. We are moving into an office this week. Uh, have found an office space. So you know, this is all. It's 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 all developing, and I see our company as like a newcomer artist. You need to do your steps and the right steps and find the right team and you know grow the family to grow your brand and you know I, i'll grow it as big as i can with the arts all our artists involved i like that that's excellent thank you so much for coming on the show thank you for inviting me man all right so that was awesome thank you everyone out there for listening to delirious nomads sponsored by blacklight media we will be coming back at you next week with another awesome guest be sure to follow blacklight media on socials for new music and more and above all keep it heavy Hey, this is Aaron from No Simple Road. I'm inviting you to come hang out with Apple, Mel, and I as we talk with the musicians, artists, chefs, authors, and beyond from the world that turns us on. We're reaching into the improvisational music scene, the psychedelic culture, the festival world, and getting to know what makes the people tick that create those scenes. Come join us on the long, strange trip over at No Simple Road. 
Bowie, Dylan, Marley. You've heard the names and maybe you've heard their songs, but what about the stories behind the records that made titans of music like these so universally loved and important? Join me, Josh Adam Myers, host of The 500, as each week I go through a different album from Rolling Stone Magazine's 500 Greatest Albums list from 2012 with an incredible lineup of comedians, actors, and musicians talking about how the music has impacted their lives. New episodes of The 500 come out every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.